0: Today on More to Life, emotional intelligence. Are you struggling with your feelings? We'll help you master your emotional life. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body uh, reveals how you can actually achieve it.
1: More to Life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant.
0: Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, emotional intelligence. We're talking about feelings today, and we all struggle with our feelings from time to time. We want to help you master your emotional life through God's grace. Give us a call at 877 573 seven eight two five that's eight seven seven, five seven three seventy eight twenty five. 7825 and tell us what feelings tend to get the best of you maybe you struggle with anger sadness anxiety frustration or any of those other feelings we don't particularly like to have but can't get rid of that easily do certain people or situations provoke emotional reactions in you that are hard to get a handle on mm-hmm. or for that matter does someone you love struggle with their emotions and you're not sure how to support them whatever the situation give us a call at 877 877- 573-7825. Again, that number, 877
1: You know, it's funny, Greg. We were in Ireland with Holy Cross Family Ministries a couple of weeks ago, and more than one Irish person said, you Americans, you're the happiest people in the world i want to say do you know us (laughs) like we're dealing with our feelings all the time you only see us as tourists you know we're happy to, to be where we are but i think it speaks of the fact that especially now in this time of history we are so busy smiling for the camera trying to look good for the for social media always trying to capture the perfect moment we can feel the pressure to always be happy always be having fun always be calm always have it all together because that's what this world at the moment seems to be telling us everybody else is doing and we should do it too but the fact of the matter is is that we are all human beings who have a hard time sometimes sorting our own emotional life. And we all have emotions. We all have reactions. We all have fears and anxieties. We all have jealousies. We all have anger at injustice. And somehow we think, number one, should I even be feeling this way? Is it the Christian thing to do? Is it the right thing to do? Why doesn't anybody else seem upset? But also, how do we How do we sort it out? How do we deal with it in a grace-filled way that connects us with the Holy Spirit, that brings us a sense of purpose, a sense of peace, a sense of being on the right track with God? That can be so difficult when we're dealing with any of our emotions. We're here to give you new skills today, to help you sort it out, and to give you prayer support. Give us a call today on More to Life at 877 573 7825 that's 877 573 7825
0: talking about feelings on today's episode of more to life as we unpack those struggles with big and difficult emotions uh, let's let's talk it out 877 573 7825
1: or even if your emotions are just different than the people in your life and you're being made to well here's an emotion feel guilty about it maybe you are a happier more positive person maybe that's because of your faith and maybe everyone else around you is telling you you're not realistic you're not you know sensitive you're not whatever it doesn't have to be just negative emotions if you're dealing with some positive ones but they're not fitting in with your social group or your family life well, let's deal with how you deal with that gracefully, because they need help with their emotions
0: as well. Eight seven seven five seven three day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's theology of the body. And if you don't know what that is, um, St. John Paul gave a series of reflections over the course of about five years when he was Pope. And he argued that by prayerfully studying God's creation we can learn God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships. Emotions and feelings
1: are two different but related things. Brain science tells us that emotions are our body's monitoring station. Emotions represent the primitive brain's general collective sense of both the overall state of our well-being and the circumstances of our environment. Emotions become feelings when our cortex, our thinking brain, gathers all these general bodily impressions and create a story about what these impressions mean and how to respond to them. And that's where things tend to get
0: complicated. That's right. You know, because we're all fallen, broken people, we often do a really poor job of evaluating those emotional impressions well and developing responses to those impressions that actually work for both our good and the good of others. You know, the theology of the body reminds us that God actually designed every part of our body, including our emotions, and God gave us all of our feelings, by the way, to work for our ultimate good and the ultimate good of others. But just like the rest of our bodies, our emotions and feelings can only do what God designed them to do, that is, help us recognize what's happening around us and respond to it in godly effective ways, if we learn to bring those feelings to God and ask him to teach us how to use them. So feelings, contrary to popular opinion, aren't a call to action. They're actually a call to prayer. We need to learn to pray through our feelings, not to make them go away, but so we can hear God speaking through them, telling us what to do. We need to say something like, you know, Lord, teach me how to respond to this feeling I'm having in a way that glorifies you, that helps me be my best self, and helps me work for the ultimate good of everyone involved in the situation I'm reacting to. And by praying through those feelings and listening to them and asking God to teach us how to respond to them, we can avoid those twin temptations of either allowing ourselves to be carried away by our emotions or just stuffing them down and pretending they're not there. You know, feelings can be a tremendous source of wisdom if we bring them to God and learn to listen to him speaking to us through them. It takes some work, though, and we want to help you get there. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877 877- Let's talk about mastering your emotional life on our show today titled, Emotional Intelligence. With that, let's take our concerns to the Lord, and we'll start taking your calls. In the name of the the Father, Father, and the the Son,
1: Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit.
0: Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we come into your presence and we bring to you all of our feelings. Those feelings we enjoy experiencing, and the feelings we struggle with. And we ask you, to help us to not be afraid of our emotions but to bring them to you and learn to pray through those feelings so that we can learn to hear your voice speaking to us through those emotions helping us become aware of the problems and challenges and even joys in our life and knowing how to respond to all of those things in ways that glorify you help us be our best selves and work for the ultimate good of all of those involved in whatever situation we happen to be reacting to, give us the wisdom and grace we need to be able to be responsive to your Holy Spirit in the presence of our feelings so that we can learn to use our emotions as you design them to, to glorify you, to work for our good, and to help us work for the ultimate good of others. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And in the name name of the the Father, Father, the the Son, Son,
1: the Holy Holy Spirit,
0: Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great, pray for us. Today on More to Life, we are talking about emotional intelligence, and we're helping you master your emotional life. Tell us, what feelings tend to get the best of you? Maybe you struggle with anger or sadness, anxiety, frustration, resentment, you name it. If certain people or situations are provoking you to emotional reactions that are hard to get along with, uh, get a handle on whether it's we're talking about your kids, for instance, who are great at pushing buttons, or your spouse, or family, or friends, or you name it, or a situation that's hard to handle well without losing your cool. For that matter, if someone you love struggles with their emotions and you're not sure how to support them, give us a call. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877
1: Let's talk now with Terry, who's listening to EWTN Radio in North Carolina on Divine Mercy Radio.
0: Hi, Terry. Welcome to More to Life. How can we help you out?
2: I've heard um, that insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting (laughs) different results. And I think Mm. that we've been married um, over almost 40 years, and recently I... Where there was a situation, I became enraged, and it was not a good situation. And I think what it comes down to is, like in your book for Be- for better forever about sharing the vision, and why does it matter? And I, if I, I've always, I've hoped the past five years we've been going through this information, and healing your marriage and nurturing lasting love. Well, let me just jump in for
0: happening. just a second. I'm sorry. Let me just jump in because you you you're kind of jumping in the middle of the story. Because I think you told our screener that that your husband has had a few affairs in the past, and you're trying to recover from that. Is that correct?
2: Yes, yeah.
0: yeah. And that and that you guys don't share a vision for what your marriage should be when when you know as you heal well, from the, all of this.
2: Uh, from what I understand, this, that was twenty years ago. So we've made we've made some progress, and then the last five years managing emotions, you know, learning to be aware of our emotional temperature. Mm-hmm. Has been good, but um, Terry. But, um, Terry, can I ask you a question?
1: Why did you use Why did you use the phrase "It's my understanding"? From what I understand, it was twenty years ago. Are you suspicious that that's not the case? That there have been more affairs since then, or are you absolutely sure he's in a good place with that?
2: Yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Based on what I've heard, y'all define trust as. So it makes mm-hmm. me that can make me a little crazy. But if I'm like, oh well, if like we that. just have a civil marriage, that's where we're just pretty much friends. And then, you know, I don't have as much emotional my emotions invested in, and I can kind of be a little bit. I don't. I won't have that rage that I had a few weeks ago. That where I felt like I was in a similar place like 20 years ago.
1: Where where are you both on your faith walk, each of you?
2: Um well he's he's goes to daily mass with me and that's been a blessing. He's not Catholic and uh so he really is trying to do all the things, you know, he's very he's an an engineer type, does all the things on the list that he should in his mind should be doing. Um Go ahead, All right, um,
0: so 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 let's. You, you said you said you've done a lot of things to try to heal, and and uh, w- w- what kind of professional help have you gotten? Because it's really hard to recover from an affair without some kind of professional help.
2: We did a lot through um, a lot through your organization for about three years.
0: Okay. Uh huh. All right, and so so what's your question now? How can we help you today? Then
2: is it okay to think of ourselves? If I think of us as a. Civil marriage rather than a religious marriage. Like if we have different visions, to, to help. Well, us not so are you free. are
0: you married? I know that he's not Catholic, but are you guys married in the church, or kind of what's what's the situation there?
2: Yeah, evangelical. We've been pretty evangelical most of our lives.
0: Are and are you Catholic, or or is? Uh, I am now Catholic. Yeah, the are, last five years
2: or so.
1: Yeah. And you're a daily communicant, so that's very important to you. That's what God has put on your heart. That's who he's called you to be. Okay. And you're trying to limp along in a marriage where your husband just, you know, is doing the things. Like you said, he's going with you to Mass, and I'm sure you're praying that God really gets through to his heart and his mind on this. But I I, I honestly don't know. Even we can discuss the the particulars of this, but I don't know if you'll ever feel right terry if the holy spirit is calling you to go deeper and deeper into your relationship with him and you've got this as you said a vision of a just a friendship in your marriage yeah, i mean that's not going to do it you've for you you've
0: been on a real journey right and it's it's been a long long road but you know you you've you've made real progress it sounds like and and even now though you have you know some some struggles with things not being the way you'd like them to be um and you know in the in, in in the Catholic vision of marriage, and, and I realize you're not married in the church, and you just you came into the church, and you're trying to figure out what to do kind of next. Your husband's not Catholic, I get that. Um, but the in the Catholic vision of marriage, and and you know to the to, to wider degree, the, the Christian vision, but, but especially the Catholic vision of marriage, we are learning, we are promising to learn to love each other the way God wants us to, and so the idea is that. Um, you know, it's not a question of is it our vision of marriage or our spouse's vision of marriage. It's the vision of marriage that, that God gives us through the church. And I think the frustration that you're feeling is that as your spiritual life deepens and you draw closer to God and to the church, you're realizing that there's more, that, that you're meant for more. Uh, and meant and for your more marriage in this relationship. is meant for more, yeah. Um, anger is an emotional response to an injustice right, and and when I say an injustice, I mean when we're deprived of what we are rightfully do, that's what an injustice is. when we're do something and it's deprived of us. Um, and so you're feeling that. You know you're having a sense of, of how much God loves you and how much God wants for you and for your husband. Um, and And I think you intuit that there is more for this relationship, but you're not sure how to get there um it's 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 much more than just doing the things and doing the list it's about having the that emotional maturity and spiritual openness and i'm glad to hear that your husband respects you enough to go to daily mass with you even though he's not catholic and then you guys are sharing in those some of those things but i think that i would really encourage you both to re-engage with your 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 counselor um whether you, you said you work through our organization whether you'd like to, you know reconnect with the person that you worked with there or find somebody else um but but the the point being that there's more work to do here you know that you got through the crisis of the infidelity and you you know are sharing more as a couple than you have but there's a lot more work to do clearly because your feelings are telling you you know that that there is so much more for this marriage than you're than you're getting right now and i don't think that you'll be able to get it Without that outside coaching and support, I'm glad you're reading books. I'm glad you're you're talking through those things, I'm glad you're again sharing daily mass. That's powerful. You're getting a lot of grace. Um, but what I like to say is that you know when we pray, when we engage in spiritual practices, God fills up our our tank. Um, but if if our tires are flat or our engine is is broken in some way, we can still only get so far down the road with a full tank of gas. Uh, and so you know through all this process of healing and this journey you and your husband have been on. You're making those repairs to the to the, to the tires and to the, to the engine, so that you can cooperate more effectively with the grace God is giving you. And maybe it's time to revisit that again, um, just so that you can learn what those next steps are, and begin to figure out how to have that shared vision. Because it is very difficult to be in a relationship with somebody that you don't have a shared vision with. That's, you know, even even secular marriage counselors will tell you that 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 shared vision is really important. Um, Because otherwise you end up working across purposes or or one of you, uh, you know, constantly feels unfulfilled. Um, And, you know, as you're deepening in your spiritual life, God wants to show his love for you uh, in a very more real and tangible way. And our spouse is meant to be a physical sign of God's love for us. Right, and so if you're struggling with that, then I really encourage you to get some more faithful help, to reengage with those resources, and and, and start working on getting that vision together. Because I think the anger that you're feeling uh, is is a sign from, the, is a nudge from the Holy Spirit to say there is more. Now, of course, giving into that anger, lashing out at your husband uh, isn't appropriate. We have to learn how to deal with those feelings in an appropriate and proportionate and productive way. But I think if you can hear those feelings calling you to grow in that vision and you're willing to get those resources to do that work, then you don't have to feel so frustrated and, and powerless, which then causes you to lash out so much. All right, Terry, I hope that those suggestions will help identify those next steps. If you'd like to learn more about the work that we do or re-engage with that person, contact us at catholiccounselors.com. We have to go to break, but when we come back, we're continuing to talk with you about emotional well-being on our show today, titled Emotional Intelligence. If you're struggling with your feelings, uh, certain situations or people causing your emotions to run away with you, or if someone you care about is struggling with their feelings and you're not sure how to support them, give us a call at 877 877- 573-7825. More to Life will continue in just a minute.
2: The Wisdom of Mother
3: Angelica.
4: I told him about the woman who came to me and said her two children hadn't spoken to each other for two years. Their grandma died, and she was very wealthy. She left half to each one. She said they're arguing over a commode. She said, inlaid. Can you imagine being in hell? And somebody's saying to you, what are you here for?
5: <laughs> CWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria Mutual Funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com
2: I was raised a Catholic and went to church every Sunday faithfully. I met a boy and he was non-Catholic, so I left the church to be with him. When I was away from church, I yearned to be home. What brought me back was my longing for the Eucharist. The Eucharist fills me with a spirit that you can't find anywhere else. I have a peace when I walk through the doors of the Catholic Church, like that's where I belong.
5: We invite you to take another look at the Catholic Church. Visit catholicscomehome.org today.
1: Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa
0: Popchak. I'm Doctor Greg Popchak, and today we're talking about emotional well being on our show titled Emotional Intelligence. What feelings tend to get the best of you? Give us a call and let us help you master your emotional life at eight seven seven. 573 7825 joining us right now father thomas loya he is a pastor a counselor an expert on the theology of the body and the founder of the tabor life institute father loya welcome to more to life
6: thank you always great to be here
0: so father loya you, you wanted to share some insights uh, from your uh, both your 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 ministry and your counseling work on how to cultivate a healthier and holier relationship with our emotions
6: Yes, uh, feelings are very valuable in this regard because they're they're like indicators. They signal to us. Uh, walk back your emotion, especially if it's anger, to your cognitive system. In other words, your your belief system. How do you process something? Now you have to kind of train yourself to do that. tendencies to react, especially. We get defensive if we feel like something's being encroached upon. So the question is, as you said earlier to the caller, about injustice. Is this a real injustice or is it a perceived injustice? A lot of times it's a perceived injustice because what's being encroached upon is something like our, well, something we're being maybe a little bit possessive about or territorial about or basically pride or ego. That's where a lot of our anger comes from. So you walk it back and see if that's what it is. Should that be protected or should be protected in this way? Or maybe it should. But that should move you then to more of a righteous action, a righteous anger. So take a deep breath, do an old-fashioned thing, you know, a little so- so-called count to ten, <laughs> or use the name of Jesus. Mm. So take your breath and say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. Because the name of Jesus will, will really, it like deflects negative energy. It's very, very powerful. And then It, it really brings a us right to... back
1: into the Holy Spirit, doesn't it, when we take that moment?
6: Yeah kind of re-centers re- us, deflects the neg- en- negative energy and, de- and then uh, re-centers us, so just long enough. It just takes a couple seconds, you know, a second or two, and and then you ask, okay, well, how am I processing this? Am I processing it through my own stuff or am I listening objectively to what that person is saying or, or what the experience is? And then you ask yourself, can can I Interpret this any other way? Is, is there maybe a more benign interpretation? Is there something I'm missing? Am I, you know, catastrophizing? Am I trying to protect some territory in me that should not maybe necessarily be protected or, or in this way? And when, then when you do that, then, then you're generally going to have a, a little better reaction. You have to really drop the defenses and listen and, and observe. And uh, the, the tendency is to want to be kind of defensive right away, especially if we feel like we're being criticized or attacked or something. But you, you take that little moment, and you have to kind of train yourself before things happen. You know, kind of almost like program yourself. Okay, this is how, especially if you anticipate a time that it might be stressful, uh, okay, this is how I'm going to react. I'm going to take the calm, take that deep breath, take that one second, ask the name of the Lord, and then I'm going to try to listen be present and see why am I reacting as I am? What am I trying to protect? Is there an injustice or just a perceived one? Or I could also with joy too. Why am I happy about this? Why does this this thing or this person or experience make me feel good? What about that? What is it that maybe I it that that's supplying? And so that's kind of the, the process that I, I recommend. I, I try to do it myself too.
1: I like that second question as well because then it helps us to discern it and, and replicate it again and move toward that. So thank you for both of those perspectives, Father Loyal. We truly appreciate you being here today.
0: And if folks thank would you. like to learn more about your good work, uh, we encourage them to go to taborlifeinstitute.org. Tabor, sorry, it's Tabor org, right? Yes, uh huh. Oh, yeah, Tabor taborlife.org. T A B O R life.org. And we are taking your calls, listeners, at 877 877- 573-7825. We're talking about emotional intelligence and, and how to master our emotional life through God's grace. What feelings tend to get the best of you? Whether you're struggling with anger, sadness, anxiety, frustration, resentment, or any of those other difficult feelings, we want to help you overcome it and learn how to hear God's voice speaking to you through those emotions and respond well. 877-573-7825.
2: Catholic Connection with Teresa Tomio we are given
1: many gifts everyone is different and yet when we embrace them when we accept our gifts and use them as god wants them to be used his will not ours those crosses turn into gifts from which we can learn grow and who knows maybe have an entirely different life than what we planned such as the case with me i never in a million years expected to be in catholic radio never even knew it existed so the next time you're questioning or struggling, say, okay, God, what can I do with this? What am I supposed to do? Don't bury it. Don't put God in a box and see what he does with that gift, which sometimes comes in the shape of a cross.
2: Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio, Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio.
6: Father Benedict Groeschel I usually I'm operating on the gifts of the Holy Spirit when I don't feel well even when I'm annoyed when I'm down and out during my recovery from the automobile accident immense numbers of people wrote to me and sent me emails 50,000 and they told me how helpful they thought my talks on EWTN were to them I'm delighted. But I want you to know I'm nobody's fool. The talks that were helpful, the sentences that were helpful, the phrases that were helpful came from the Holy Spirit. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. And the styrofoam packaging came from me. I did that. And styrofoam doesn't amount to very much.
5: EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic.
1: Hi, I'm Lisa Popchek. Take a moment to measure your stress level right now on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 or 2 means you're completely relaxed. 5 means you've got some concerns, but you're mostly feeling good. At 8, you're getting angry. And at 10, you're feeling and acting outraged. This little exercise is something happily married couples regularly do. They monitor their emotional temperature so they can take steps to lower it before it gets too high. You see, when your temperature gets higher than a seven, cortisol and adrenaline flood your body, shutting down the rational problem-solving part of your brain. And when that happens, your response is likely to make the situation worse, not better. Happily married couples recognize this and take responsibility for regulating their own emotional temperature. They don't blame their spouse for their poor reaction. They realize they're the only one who can control that. If you struggle with regulating your emotional temperature, take heart in the fact that police officers, firefighters, and others have learned to control their response in really stressful situations. And you can, too. To learn how, check out our book, How to Heal Your Marriage and Nurture Lasting Love. Or, if you want more personalized, faith-filled help, visit catholiccounselors.com.
0: Welcome back, folks. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, we're talking about emotional well-being on our show titled Emotional Intelligence. What feelings tend to get the best of you? You know, maybe you're struggling with anger or sadness, anxiety, frustration, resentment, you name it. Or maybe certain people or situations provoke emotional reactions in you that are hard to get a handle on you know whether that's you know your kid you know the the little kids know how to push our buttons and even adult kids know how to push our Mm -hmm. buttons our spouse our friends uh, everybody in our life can trigger us in some way sometimes if you're having a hard time getting a handle on those reactions or if someone you love is struggling with their emotional life and you're not sure how to support them give us a call the number is 877-573-7825 Again, that's 877 573 7825.
1: Let's talk now with Andrew, who's listening to EWTN
0: Radio in Nebraska. On Spirit Catholic Radio. Hey, Andrew, welcome to More to Life. What's going on?
3: Hi, thank you, and thanks for taking my call. Um, Absolutely. Sure. i to the program if never called before, uh, so I guess I'm going to try to unpack uh, what I have going on here. I guess. There was just yeah. a commercial on before this that really kind of hit me, I guess, talking about the emotion scale, you know, 0 to 10. Yeah. Yes. And mm-hmm. I guess in a nutshell, um, I'm operating kind of between 5 to 10 every day, I would say. And um, I'm a combat veteran. I spent about 14 years in the military until I was injured on a deployment to Iraq. Um, wow. I grew up uh, really, you know, just kind of a, a tough upbringing. Uh, I grew up without a dad. And I'm just at the point in my life now where everything is compounded, <clears throat> and I feel like there's just got to be a tipping point where I, I, you know, figure everything out. But I feel like I've been trying to take the right steps and doing the right things on my own, but really struggling with my relationship with God right now, struggling with prayer. Um, I was raised Protestant. mm mm-hmm.
0: When you say you're struggling in your relationship with God right now and in your prayer life, can you tell me a little bit about what you're doing and, and what's 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 the struggle there exactly?
3: Sure, sure. So, I've I've been in spiritual desolation, I'd say, for about two years, um, and it kind of coincides with giving up drinking. I gave up drinking about the same time. I feel like that I started to to slip into spiritual desolation so i've been over the past two years i've been trying to force myself to do the things that i think i need to do to get back on track but i feel like the more i try the less i hear god and the more confused i get and the more anxious i get and the more depressed i get okay.
0: and how would you know if you were hearing him what's what's your what's your kind of what's your cue that lets you know that you're hearing him
3: I guess I don't know at this point. <laughs> what did it used to be? It used to be just a be just a, a feeling, that feeling that I was okay. being talked to directly by, I mean, almost mm-hmm. by a physical person when I would pray. I would I would okay. feel a, a conversation, I guess, in my head and in my spirit. Okay. And feel like I, I guess now I feel like I'm just sitting here alone, talking, and and nobody's listening and nobody's responding and Okay.
0: Um, I Let I start me suggest to revert
3: back to go. Go ahead. I was going to say I. I really tried to start developing a devotion to to Mary, um, and mm-hmm. to you know pray novenas and to start to develop relationships with with the saints, and I thought that would help me get on track. But I feel like I'm reverting back to my Protestant mindset as I do that, and then I start to feel bad because. I start to think, well, you know, is Jesus mad because I'm talking to the saints? And Ah. maybe Mm it's such a fundamental shift that, you know, maybe I just need to sit down with Jesus and focus on praying to Jesus. And then I get confused about, well, should I pray to Jesus or God? And I don't know who, you know, I just, I'm confused, Uh I guess.
0: Okay. All right. That's all right. So so, a couple of things here. First of all, you know, asking the saints to intercede for you is, is, and I know you know this intellectually, but but emotionally sometimes you can, can question it. But there's nothing wrong with asking the saints to intercede for you any more than there's anything wrong with asking your friends or yeah. your family. I mean, if
1: you got, got together with, with a group of friends or a group of, of brothers in your you know, military unit to pray, you wouldn't feel guilty. You wouldn't be like, well, God's going to be mad because I asked these people to pray for me. No, he says where two or more are gathered, there he is in their midst. Well, the communion of saints, Our Lady, all of those saints, gives us that two or more all the time, even if we're alone in a room.
0: And, you know, we don't worship them, but we, we pray You know, we pray to them. And that, that, that can be a little confusing because that word pray is a very old word, right? And we don't use it in... Current in common english now in any way except sort of to imply worship but but historically you know pray just means ask right so pray thee, pass the salt right um (laughs) uh, and so when you're praying to the saints you're just asking them for intercession you're not worshiping them um and you know when you're you're, so so and you worship god but we pray to the saints to ask them for their intercession just like we would ask anybody who was a friend of ours that was here uh, in fact, when we die, in many ways, we are even more alive in Christ. And so um, asking someone who has passed on to pray for us is, is uh, perfectly normal and appropriate. Um, that said, I want to talk a little bit about this experience that you're having, uh, the spiritual dryness that you're going through. And I, I think I have some good news for you. Um, there are stages of the spiritual life. And and that first stage of the spiritual life is, is the, the purgative stage that that means that that's the stage where god is weaning us off of unhealthy comforts um like drinking for example right and a couple of years ago you you gave up drinking and um and and in that stage at first it's a little bit like, like spiritual methadone, right? You know, when somebody's coming off off heroin or an opioid, they, they will, doctors will sometimes prescribe methadone, which is a, a sim, which gives a similar emotional effect, but it's easier to wean off of it than it is heroin or or, or oxy, for example. Um, and and so you get that high without necess- without the the same addictive effect. Well, the reason I'm explaining that. Is because you know at first when we when we encounter God he recognizes that we are leaning on so many things for comfort um, that that may be unhealthy and so he gives us feelings of comfort to help wean us off of those unhealthy comforts and to lean on him but he wants us to love him not just for what he can make us feel but for who he is and so as we move through those stages of the spiritual life we move we move further away from the things he can do uh, do for us or make us feel or give to us and more into a real personal relationship with him as a person and so the fact that you 're experiencing this with this this lack of feeling in prayer is is known as the dark night of the senses it 's that that first dark night that occurs toward the end of that purgative way where we 've kind of you know we 're still sinners all the time, but we 've mastered kind of the worst of of those comforts that we've leaned on that were unhealthy in the past and so god starts to wean us off of those those spiritual highs that we get sometimes but he's still speaking to us in a different way so initially he speaks to us in the language of emotion um but he still continues to do that throughout our life it's not like he disappears with it but but he still then he starts to want us to learn a different language the the language of experience is sort of that next stage where god is still speaking to you and he's still present but he's speaking in a different language and he's and you're having to learn to listen in a different way than you've had to before and at first it can feel like god just disappeared wait a minute the feelings i used to have the way i used to know he was there it's just gone what happened what did i do wrong and we can have a little bit of a spiritual crisis but you're not doing anything wrong you're doing all the right things you just have to learn to listen a little differently and you know the language of God is experience. You know, God speaks and things come into being. And so all the things that happen to you throughout the course of the day, God is speaking to you through those things. And you want to bring all those experiences to God and say, oh, right, Lord, help me to hear your voice speaking to me through the different things that happen, the interactions I've had with people, the the events that I've gone through. Help me to hear what you're saying to me and how you want me to respond to that. Now, in, in, in my book, The Life God Wants You to Have, I talk about how to hear his voice more clearly through those experiences by reflecting prayerfully on three qualities, meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue. Meaningfulness refers to using my gifts and talents in a way that helps me make a positive difference uh, on the situation that I'm going through or in the lives of those around me. Intimacy refers to making choices that help me make my relationships stronger and healthier. And sometimes that means uh, being more vulnerable than I feel like being. And other times it means setting boundaries on an unhealthy relationship so that it could possibly be healthier. Um, and, And the third quality is virtue. And how can I respond to these situations that I'm encountering in a way that allows me to become a stronger, healthier, godlier person? Now, the more I pray about, okay, well, God, what are you saying to me through this? And I think about what he's calling to me through this lens of meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue, that's, that's how I start tuning into the voice of the Holy Spirit. Right? Because the Holy Spirit's always nudging me toward a more meaningful, intimate, or virtuous life. And as I pray, Lord, how do you want me to respond to these situations? And I think about that in terms of how can I respond in a more meaningful, intimate, and virtuous way. I'm, starting to, I'm going to start to hear how God is asking me to, to grow and respond to those things. And I'm going to hear him speaking to me, but through a different, that language of experience, more than the language of emotion. God will still give you those times where you feel close to him, and you, you feel that kind of spiritual consolation, that emotional consolation. But, he, but I think he's weaning you off of that so that you can have a more intimate relationship with him and really hear him all the time, not just when you're feeling him.
1: The one very practical thing that will work hand-in-hand hand with what Greg is, is laying down here for you is I would love to see you, Andrew, because you're saying you're talking, you're talking to God, you're talking to God. One of the ways that we can keep our brains from floating off into anxiety or questions or you know different things going on in our brains when we're praying is to write out our conversational prayer with God. You know, really just just spend some time sitting when you're when you have time to pray, especially first thing in the morning, and just free flow your prayer to God, you know, thanking him for for what's gone well, giving him praise for who he is, but also just kind of dumping all of your concerns all of your past hurts anything that's you know on your mind that you need to talk to him about write it out long form if you're able to do that i i would not you know suggest really even putting it you know in an app or something like that i'd write it out long form and then just give that to god don't expect it uh, sometimes when we're we're praying out long form like that we do begin to, to be able to hear his voice more clearly in our hearts and minds. But other times we just need to leave it with him. Put it down and say, Lord, I've given this all to you. I love you. I'm trying to follow you. Help me have the eyes to see, the ears to hear, and the mind to comprehend the answers you're going to give me to these prayers. Amen. And move on, but keep yourself attuned to what's happening where he may be answering you throughout your day, through the circumstances of your life, throughout your week. So you're constantly keeping yourself in that conversational openness to God as as you pray this through the way Greg is saying. You can
0: think of this as a kind of a call to active contemplation. Right? Contemplation is when we we reflect on what God is saying to us through uh, you know, a particular event uh, or, or verse of scripture or, or uh, other, other spiritual focus. Um, and active contemplation is when we take the stuff that life throws at us and, and assume that God is saying something to us through that. And so we say, well, what is God saying and how does he want me to respond? And so, you know, everything that we're saying to you here is that I, I believe with all of my heart that God is still very present to you. But you're, he's just speaking to you in a different language than you're used to. He used to speak primarily through the language of emotion, and now he's speaking to you primarily through the language of experience. Which doesn't mean that he's not going to uh, have you, um, um, you know, give you those emotional experiences of him as in the future. But he wants you to learn this new language again, so that you'll lean less into what he's giving you and more into who he is to you. Uh, and the more you, and so uh, be confident in that. Keep up your spiritual practices don 't question that, just keep doing those things that have given you, uh, you know, that, 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 that connection in the past. Um, but, but start to really reflect on how God is speaking to you through your experiences of the day through that lens of meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue. I talk more about this in the life God wants you to have. Um, which you can get at CatholicCounselors.com. If you do feel like you need more uh, support through this to really connect with God and start feeling like you're pulling your life together uh, through God's grace, then I'd encourage you to learn more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice as well. You can learn about all of those resources at CatholicCounselors.com. Andrew, God bless you. Thank you for your faithfulness in your journey. And I know that God is with you, and I hope that these suggestions will help identify your next steps. And again, if you'd like to learn more, catholiccounselors.com. 877-573-7825. We're talking with you today about emotional intelligence. You know, Are you struggling with your feelings? You know, may, what feelings tend to get the best of you? Maybe you're dealing with anger, sadness, frustration, resentment, anxiety. Any of those difficult feelings that are hard to have a good relationship with. Maybe certain people or situations are provoking emotional reactions in you that are hard to get a handle on and, and make you do and say things that you wish you wouldn't. Or for that matter, maybe someone you love is struggling with their emotional life and you're not sure how to support them. Whatever the situation is, give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. As we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Second Corinthians chapter 10 verse 5 we
1: demolish arguments and every per- pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of god and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to christ
0: and this is really what uh, lisa and i and father loya were, were have been talking about throughout the entire program that that feelings aren't a call to action they're a call to prayer Right? So this scripture is really reminding us that whatever we're feeling, we want to take it to God and say, "Lord, teach me how to respond to this feeling in a way that glorifies you and helps us be our best selves and work for the good of others."
1: Let's talk for a moment though what this is not saying. So many people hear this scripture verse or have it quoted to them by someone in their life who usually someone who is not thrilled with the fact that they may be this person may be having an emotion. And we hear the part that says we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ and what we take it as is so we should deny it and just hush ourselves up we should not have our feelings taking our feelings and enlightening our feelings with knowledge of God and taking it and making it obedient to Christ is very different than ignoring it, shutting it down, not doing anything with it. It's about going into that conversation with the Lord and asking the Lord, what do you want me to do with this? How can I be calm enough to hear you? And very much, you know, even that written exercise that I just talked about with Andrew, God doesn't want us to shut off our feelings because then we're shutting off a conduit to His grace and His ability to speak to us. He wants us to just... Bring those to him.
0: All right. Well with that, uh let us help you do exactly that. Uh at eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. Let us help you bring whatever your feelings are to God and learn what he's saying to you through those strong feelings of anger, sadness, anxiety, frustration, resentment, you name it. Eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. We'll be talking with you and how to master your emotional life through God's grace when more to life continues in just a minute.
5: Do you have an unrelated twin, a doppelganger, walking around somewhere? I'm Chuck Gatica and this is Journey Strong. Scripture points to many who may have been actual twins. Doubting Thomas, one of the 12 apostles, may have been a twin. His surname is Didymus, which means double or twofold. Is it possible for each of us to have a twin of sorts, an unrelated person who so closely resembles us that they pass for a twin? Research cited by Dr. Peter Atia indicates that 99.9% of the human genome is identical across all humans. So it is possible that at least one of the billions on Earth could have a slight bit more genetic material that makes them look like me or you. But it isn't just looks. Even certain behavior studies tend to be more similar in lookalikes. The next time someone says you look like George Clooney, research says it's possible. For more on this, look for the Journey Strong tab at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net.
3: This program is brought to you in part by MyLifeAngels.com. My, Life My Life Angels provides peace of mind by notifying you the moment a loved one enters an emergency room right on your smartphone, you'll have instant access to everything needed, including all legal documents to ensure you are empowered to protect their life-affirming wishes. My Life Angels also alerts hospital ER staff with critical medical information and emergency contacts. More information at mylifeangels.com.
1: Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak.
0: I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and on More to Life today, emotional intelligence as we help you deal with your feelings and master your emotional life, 877-573-7825.
1: We're talking now with Evie, who's listening to EWTN
0: Radio in Louisiana. Hi, Evie. Welcome to More to Life. What's your question for us?
4: Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, It's been about three months ago, and my son um met this young lady, and, uh, you know, she seemed really sweet and stuff, and she ended up, um, she needed a place to stay, so I opened my door to her, and, you know, you have to have rules and stuff, and um I'd really rather be living alone. I mean, I'm trying to retire and everything, and I can't really hold too many people up, but... My son was living there So I gave her a chance And it got mm. to where I started seeing stuff She didn't want to work She got a job My son was working I paid her rent for the first uh, first month She paid me back She worked She paid me back And then my son paid for, for her next month And then I let him know I said, thank you for taking care of her So it won't come out of my pocket You're doing good So keep paying her rent And we'll be good But if you miss it she really has to find a job and she really has to to find another place to live
0: evie i'm sorry can i clarify something here so your son is living with you as well
4: well yeah they, they, well they were now they're gone but um so anyway so um, he he couldn't pay the rent this last month so i i let him know that you know that she's got to get a She's got to get up. She's got to go to work. She's very. Um, it's like she's depressed. I started seeing like different kind of moods and different kind of things and sleeping all day. All right. And
1: so, so Evie, for the we only have about two minutes. So you're saying now they've moved out of your home. So what's your question for us today? We want to be able to give you something to go away with here.
4: She's sending me. she's sending me um, emails. I mean, um, not emails, but. Uh, text messages and she said um you live you literally being a demon sucker you're not living by god
1: so she's insulting you she's being rude to you she's attacking your christianity because you actually had standards you know
0: (laughs) well you know so so here's the thing you know we're called to work for other people's ultimate good um and that sometimes means when they don't like it
1: yeah and i want to hit that you said ultimate good Greg, because we often think it's just for their good so we give them housing no matter how they treat us we let them take advantage of us no matter what sins they're falling into No, it's the ultimate good that we have to keep in mind that gives us our directives
0: you know so I Evie, mean, i think that that what you know i'm sorry that you're being attacked for this but you know the beatitude is blessed are those who are persecuted for holiness sake um, and, and the reality is, you know, if you're challenging her to be healthy, to get a job, to stand on her own two feet, and you're supporting her in those ways, you know, she might get angry with you because you're the only person who's actually challenging her, but she needs to hear that. Um, and I think the response you want to make to her whenever she sends you those texts is, you know, listen, I'm sorry that you're angry with me. I understand that you're frustrated because you're going through a lot of stuff and it's hard to do the things I'm asking you to do, hard to do the things I'm challenging you to do. But I, I I love you and I want what's best for you and so you can be angry with me if you want but you still have to get out of bed and go to work or get the help and get the help that you need to, to live a healthy and full life so yell at me all you want call me whatever names you want to call me I'm still going to work for your good whether you like it or not
1: but if you want a real relationship with me, I suggest you not be calling me names and you actually work on having a relationship with me, because I have shown you that I am working for your good.
0: Heavy, right, thank you so much for the call, and uh, those would be the next steps to take. If there's more that we can do to support you, don't hesitate to check out our book, God Help Me, These People Are Driving Me Nuts, Making Peace with Difficult People, uh, or learn more about our pastoral telecounseling services at catholiccounselors.com. And listeners, thank you so much for tuning in today and joining our conversation about mastering your emotional life. If you'd like more help dealing gracefully with all of your feelings, give uh, reach out to us at CatholicCounselors.com to learn about the pastoral telecounseling practice where you can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to transform your marriage, family, and personal life through God's grace. Again, that's CatholicCounselors.com. And remember, when we live in God's grace, there is so much more to life. Get out there and celebrate the life He has for you. You've been have been
4: a- listening to More to
1: Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popcheck.